yeah, just killed them accidentally. But Skynet. <sighs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Do what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, should we? Skynet. Skynet responds. You know what I mean? Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, and we're chatting about giant monster films. Wow. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Sorry, Ian. Could you say that again? <sighs> you forgot that. I, I did that last time, didn't I? I? I thought I was the one that said it last time. No, yeah, I've sure. got it written down in front of me. It was pre-written. Yeah, cause, yeah but I'd, I said it. And what we're alluding to here is Ollie has yet again ruined another recording. And you blow it! <laughs> So we're having to re-record an episode uh, of Giant Monsters, which we recorded just last week. And it uh, turns out it was in no shape to use. So here we are back at it again. You'd think that since Ollie's 40th birthday was just last week, he would have learnt by now. Yeah. But uh, instead, here we are. So what's on this week's show? We're going to obviously be talking about Giant Monsters. So that's your Godzillas, your King Kongs, your The Blobs, you know, stay puffed. You know. You know, um, talk about those. And in honour of um, of the fact that we're talking about the biggest monsters, we're going to do a higher or lower actor and actress height uh, segi one. So okay. I'm going to be asking Ollie about an actor and whether they're higher than higher or lower than other actors. Yeah, and we've got um, we've got probably quite a lot in life scores as well. Okay, we're going to have to really get on with this this week. Yeah. So we do actually have a couple of things just before we start, though. So um, we were asked whether or not the film The Master is any good. So we're gonna we're gonna clarify that with the power of Alexa. So that's the um, P.T. Anderson film, The Master, as opposed to um, the one who did Resident Evil. Yeah, not that one. No, Paul Anderson. Okay. Um, and who was it that asked us about this on on the internet? Uh, that was friend of the podcast and guys on film completist Tommy J Jones. Okay. So he's on podcast and he's been he's been tweeting and he tweeted as this. So uh, ask Alexa now. He's he's a hundred percented guys on film. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's completed it. Yeah. But but we just keep releasing DLC every week. Yeah. Add on packs. Exactly. Um, okay, Alexa, what do you think about the master? Movie. I don't have an opinion on that. <sighs> I don't know. Alexa, is uh, The Master a favourably rated movie? Here's something I found on Wikipedia. The Master is a 2012 American psychological drama film written... You're asking it the wrong question. What should I say? Is The Master... A good movie. A good movie. Yeah. Alexa... Is The Master a good movie? The Master has a rating of 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb based on around 121,000 votes. Oh, the yeah. Film is rated R. That's a lot of votes. 121,000 votes. And it still gets, like, you know, 7.1, which is pretty high. high. Yeah. Some of your favourite films are sevens. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, well, that, that, seems, that seems to have answered the question. That's a, a definite. Have you seen yes. it, Ollie? Uh, I haven't seen, have it. seen it. I'm quite up for watching it because it's. I think it's got Scientology vibes. So I think it's 121,000 hours long as well, though. Mm. I could watch it so, in, in uh, episodes. 121,000 episodes. Yeah, I could watch it in episodes, like a, like a serial, like a three part drama. Okay. Yeah. One other thing is that. Um, 
on the 22nd uh, of March, which will be in the past by the time people listen to this, okay. Dark Matter Films will announce that their uh, movie that they came onto the show to tell us all about um, will be starring will be starring James Cosmo. Ah. Who, um, who if uh, you remember from uh, Train Spotting, is a kind of uh, important character in that. He's Renton's dad, and he's also been in, like he's in Braveheart, but he's been in all manner of like sort of TV series stuff since then. Yeah. Um, so that's quite a coup for them, which is cool. Definitely. A coup like a cow. <laughs> So yeah, that's cool, and um, they're going to update us with um, information about their Kickstarter, so we'll let people know about that if yeah. they would like to contribute, or if they want to see uh, more of the project that they've got in the works. So that's we that. certainly want to see more of the project. You certainly do. Uh, quick question, Ollie. Yeah. What were the coolest trainers that you had when you were a kid? Coolest trainers? Yeah. Well, I had some like off-brand pump ones, you know, like with a little, <laughs> little tongue pump thing. Oh right! But they weren't—they weren't like the Nike ones or the Reebok ones, oh, okay. or whatever. They were just like fake ones, but they were still good. I like them because I like the feeling of it, of it kind of Pumping doing, up. yeah, pressurizing your feet, which was quite quite nice, quite comforting. It's like a foot hug. Uh, great. Why? <laughs> no, it's just a quick question, just a random one. I didn't want to hit you with the same question as we did in the first recording of this, which was just, "What's your favorite app?" <laughs> oh okay fine uh, so I just came up with a different one oh, alright um, shall we move on guys on Bill yeah but guys we're talking about Bill it's the guys on Bill podcast for real you know what guys talk about Bill it's the guys on Bill podcast for real oh. alright so uh, just to clarify um, Alexa it's Ollie's, Ollie's 40th birthday so could you maybe sing him happy birthday, please? It's not my, it's not my 40th birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Mm. Happy birthday to you. Uh, no yeah, I mean, no name there. It's imp- It's a bit impersonal. Yeah, I mean, she That's is an AI. Yeah, but, Give you her know, a break. she can say what... You know, she can say anything, and she chooses not to say my name. I don't know. I'll never say your name again either. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay, shall we get on with this uh, second one? So basically, okay. I'm going to ask What's you about actors' heights, and um, you're not getting extra points for knowing the heights, but I guess I guess that would be a bit of fun yeah. if you tried to guess the height as well. Yeah, and, okay, and so, people can play along at home, right? Um, I don't know, can they? Yeah, why not? Let's, let's okay. include them. Let's let them. Yeah, okay. okay. So baseline here, number one, Joe Pesci. Oh, what sort of height do you think he is? Smaller than what? <laughs> uh, he's 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 small. I think. Um, uh huh. I, I mean, small's not really a height. I think he's like five five. Joe Pesci is five foot four. Okay. Well, I Sounds mean, I wasn't good. far off. Only You're an inch. An inch away. You're an inch away. Well, you know, an inch isn't much but it can be a lot sure depends on the scenario okay. yeah it really does doesn't it yeah um okay so next higher or lower is kevin hart taller or shorter Ooh. than joe pesci good that's a good one but i'm gonna go with higher he's taller kevin hart's taller than joe pesci yes 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he is lower at five foot one. No what? way. No way. Yeah. Five foot five one. one. I mean, that's one. fine. I'm not being sizeist, but I mean that. I mean, I've got I've got a fair size on him as well. I mean, I know he does take the mick out of his own height in the films. He does, but how'd you do at home? Oh, well done. Badly. <laughs> um, I was on the ball today. No. Okay. So uh, number three. Yeah. Danny DeVito is he taller or shorter than Kevin? Kevin Hart. It's shorter. Shorter is yeah. correct. Oh, is he not four twelve? He's f- reportedly four foot eleven or four foot ten. Okay. Oh, How'd okay. you do at home? Oh, nice one. You're really good at this. Jesus. Book <laughs> <laughs> um, your ideas okay. up. Number four. Okay. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> what the? Shorter. Okay. He's I mean, four foot four. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, so then comparatively, um, do you think he's taller or shorter than mini me? Than Warwick Davis. Um I think Warwick Davis is is shorter still. That's correct as well. Yeah. Okay. Well done. So out of five so far, you've yeah. got oh sorry, out of four, because the first one was just the baseline. Yeah, that was you just the set in the foundations. Like the watermark, the tide mark, the tide mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you've got you've got three out of four. How many? So, uh, have you? How how well are you doing at home? Oh, brilliant! You're really doing really well. Uh, bad eyesight. <laughs> okay, next one, higher or lower than Warwick Davis? It's Vern Troyer. Mini me. Mini you. <sighs> shorter still, I think shorter. Okay, yeah, you're right. You are right. It's two foot eight, apparently. What? What? Very small, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, I mean, look, I don't want to say anything because you're going to make me out to be sizist. I mean, you are a sizist, Ollie. Are you sizist at home? You were taking the piss out of inches earlier on. Well. But it didn't didn't mean anything. Okay. All right. uh, I mean, this is a pretty easy one, but it's just sort of um, resetting at this point. Anna Kendrick, higher or lower than Vern Troyer? (laughs) Uh, I mean, unless it's like sort of Lord of the Rings style camera tricks I'm going to go for higher okay um, okay okay that's correct she's five foot tall you sounded exactly like the the uh, Gerard Butler okay sample then okay 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 yeah. okay um, so Anna Kendrick she's five foot exactly okay she's five foot Mel Brooks Mel, Mel Brooks um Hmm. Taller or shorter than Anna Kendrick? I'm going to go. He's shorter. I'm afraid he's taller. Is it? That was an obvious one, mate. Yeah. Is it obvious? I don't know. I've never seen them side by side in the same No, room. neither have I. But that's that's what you got to do. you kind of got to use your imagination. Use your imagination. Ah. How did your imagination fare at home? Oh, better than mine, then. Badly. Badly again. What is it with you? <laughs> Just get better. <laughs> Okay, uh, Tina Tina Fey, taller or shorter than Mel Brooks? I think I've met Tina Fey in real life. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because um, she's in Parks what? and Recreation. How? Re- when? Well, because she was in Parks and Recreation, wasn't she? Uh-huh. As Ron Swanson's uh, Tammy uh, girlfriend. And, um, and this is when I was out in Los Angeles 
recording the VO for Grid 2. Oh, about four or five years ago. Yeah, so the guy that plays Patrick Callahan in in Grid 2. Yeah. He plays the guy that does all the sort of... Every time there's a any kind of award ceremony like the um, Miss Pawnee or Woodworker of the Year or something like that, any kind of event, he's the guy that does the... He's the host. So there, there were basically he had to film on one of the days he wasn't recording with us and he invited me down to the set and I had a little nose around and um, met a few of the cast including Ron Swanson so that was very nice he told me he liked okay. tea um, okay. which I think he was trying to impress me because he knew I was I was uh, from the United Kingdom so I think he, you know he, he thought that that would you know he probably wasn't trying to impress me I mean who am I yeah I Let's think you're trying on. to impress us with your with your celeb stories here okay Ollie's celeb stories. All right, five. Tina Fey, taller or shorter than Mel Brooks? Taller. And you've seen her in person. I think taller. Okay, she is one inch taller. Oh, yeah, and that inch matters. That inch is important now. How, how important right. is that inch to you at home? Oh. Right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, it's Elijah Wood, The Hobbit. Oh, he's got a bit shorter. Shorter. The original Hobbit. Is he as the Hobbit? Definitely shorter. No, not as the Hobbit. I'm not saying Elijah would the Hobbit. Yeah, but, just the but guy they, who played the Hobbit. But they chose him because he was about that size. So yeah, shorter. Shorter than Tina Fey? Yeah. Okay, that's wrong. Oh. Says here he's five foot six and she's five foot five. Okay. So a tiny bit taller. Okay, uh, next up is Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter? No, I said Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Yeah, and I said, and I was just confirming, Harry Potter. That uh, That's a role he's played, yes. Okay. Ah, now, I mean, I'm going to, I mean, is there a draw here? No, they're all either high or lower. It's okay. the game's name. It's higher or lower. But not the same. I think. <laughs> higher or the same. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is shorter than uh, Elijah Wood. Final answer? Final answer. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, but it's only going to be by an inch. It says here... On celebheight.com. He's shorter. Because one of, one of the um, sources I had was 5 foot 4, one of them was 5 foot 5, but either way, that's one inch less. So you found his mom, and wood. she said... And she said... He's... <laughs> doesn't matter what he says, he is shorter than Elijah Wood. Um, yeah, so... I can tell you that for a fact. Um, okay, Daniel Radcliffe is five foot four. Next up, it's Natalie Portman. Taller. Is that higher? Yeah. Or is higher. it a lower? Higher, higher, higher. Higher than five foot four? It's incorrect, Ollie. What? She's five foot three. She's small. She's a little one. <sighs> She's big okay. in Star Wars. Sure. How do you know uh, okay, Next up, you've got uh, another Hobbit here. It's Martin Freeman. Is he taller or shorter than Natalie Portman? Taller than Natalie Portman. Correct. Well done. How'd you do it at home? Ah, nice one. He's a, he's a bloody Hobbit as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Seth Green, taller or shorter than Martin Freeman? Taller. I think mm. we're going. I think we're going up now. Taller. Seth Green is only five foot four. <sighs> Okay, um, he plays Ash in Alien. It's Ian Holm. Ah, and he also plays Bilbo, the same as Martin Freeman. Yes, exactly, yeah. So do I get a point for that, knowing that? No. I'm going to need you to tell me whether he's taller or shorter than Seth Green. I think he's probably shorter. (sighs) 
It says here that he's one inch taller. Oh, that my. means that that inch was an important inch. Oh. How'd you do at home? You've got a talent. You can't leave him hanging. You got oh. a response one because I just told you. Oh, bugger. Oh, nice one. Well done. You did better than I did. Oh, just give up. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> Can I give up? Can I tap um, out? Okay. Okay, we've only got two more before you have to tap out. Okay. I mean, I've Can you survive? Yeah. Okay, okay uh, Ian Holm was five foot five, so is Danny Trejo taller or shorter? Yeah, because I think they do quite a lot to make him look quite big in things. But I still think he actually is probably about taller than I am. So, yeah, he's bigger. Hun- hundreds of thousands of dollars on CG to make him taller. Yeah. Um he is one inch taller than Ian Holm. Okay. He's five foot six. Okay, so he's shorter than me then. He is indeed. Huh. But he's six times wider than you. Yeah. <laughs> and I had I think this one's maybe a little bit too tough for a last one, but <sighs> is Danny Trejo so Danny Trejo you've just seen, but is Burgess Meredith taller than him? Or shorter than him? Who? That's that's Mickey from uh, Rocky. Okay. Um I'm gonna say he's shorter. He is, he's one inch shorter. Oh, he's also, um, well done. He was also um, the Penguin in the original Batman TV series. Okay. Great fact, Ian. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so, let me just tally up what you got here. Ollie, you can edit this out. You got 11 out of 16. Oh, not too it's bad. Just, it's pretty good. How did you do at home? Oh, nice one. Oh, shouldn't have started. Shouldn't have bothered. <laughs> Just turn the podcast off and go home. <laughs> or don't, don't yeah. do that. In no, fact, do go and write out the condensation in a bus window. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Should we move on to life scores? Yeah, let's do that. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Probably like a, a four. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, Ollie. I uh, I must say I've got like a I've got bad nostrils at the moment, which I think all began. I've got a blocked up nose, which I think began when I was exposed to the hair from your cats on Friday. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not much you could do to help that. But there's not much I could do to help that. Yeah. What I am saying is, I'm not feeling so great because of it. But yeah, so we we recorded something on Friday. We did some filming. We did. did a shoot. Wow. Uh, which I'm really pleased with wow. overall. Yeah. I think it went it went pretty well. Some stuff that I definitely think uh, we can learn from from this first time. Certainly but, stuff you um, can learn from. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it went pretty well. So we the thing that we talked about on our episode how to make a movie. Yeah. We have scripted and then chopped up into lots of different shots yeah. and scenes. And then uh, enlisted the help of a couple of people, um, who one of which is like an ex-colleague of ours, to yeah. kind of help us out with um, camera equipment and just general know-how for doing stuff. Yeah, they're from uh, a, a company called Infinite Pixel, and they do uh, a lot of virtual reality stuff, which is pretty cool. And we're probably going to get Alex, who's the company founder, we're probably going to get him on for a, a pod chat. Yeah. Yeah, because he's well up for his virtual reality stuff, so I can grill him on that, where he thinks uh, that's all headed. But, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, we, we have actually, we've done Sorry, something. Sorry, first and five most. We've actually, we've actually 
gone and done something and we've, yeah. we've instead of just saying we're going to do something we've actually done something which I think is at least that's Step made one. me quite happy that we've even if it turns out to be not quite as good as we want it to be or, or what have you we've made the first steps into actually doing something and that's that's quite good that's a good step that's important yeah, yeah. I'd agree so that that's made me pretty uh, pleased that I had a uh, Weekend in uh, the Midlands, so I stayed in uh, Leamington on Friday night. Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah. It was eye-opening or okay. closing. I think I fell asleep at a party. <laughs> oh, okay. At uh, friend of the podcast, Tim's house, I just fell asleep because um, yeah. I was rather drunk. Um, but, yeah, overall very good. Last time we we did this same podcast, I mentioned that I'd watched Mute recently, which is a new Duncan Jones film. Yeah. Um, I thought it was quite good. It has some strange characters. I'd be interested in hearing your take on it, Ollie, when you watch it, because it's got sort of characters that are quite unsavoury in it. And uh, um, so, yeah, that, just because they, they do weird sex stuff. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh, right, so that's why I might. Yeah. All right, I get you. Back no, I don't know. I, I just mean, like, uh, I want to hear what your take is and kind of... Um, you want my hot take? I want your hot take, mate. So I'd be interested in hearing that. Maybe we can talk about mute on another podcast. Okay. But talking of um, unclosed loops on film opinion, yeah, I have seen The Shape of Water now. Oh my god! And I want to hear about all these big butt. Well, first of um, all, why don't you tell me what you thought of it? I I liked it. I would say that um, probably not as impressive as all the hype makes out. Really, I, I enjoyed it though. I, I thought it was Do you cool. It, thought it the effects were cool. The Oscar? Not really. No, I got to the last sort of half an hour or so where really I should be at the point where there's like a real emotional. sort of emotional pull yeah. to drive me it through. Wasn't there, and was it? No, it was very much like um, you you knew that like a sort of extraction sort of mission needed to happen yeah. and that was taking a hell of a long time to come around and happen and then okay. uh, you kind of knew that some sort of comeuppance one way or another was going to come at the end and that yeah. just kind of took its sweet time coming around as well so yeah. I thought it looked pretty cool okay. uh, but what's your what's your big butt then? Okay Ollie's big butt so Ian I better tell the listeners now I'm about to spoil Uh, One of the bigger twists and one of the bigger sort of plot points of the film. So if you haven't seen it, either go and watch it now and then come back and and listen to this. Or fast forward about three minutes, okay, to be in the safe zone. So, Ian, there was a a Russian double agent in the film. You know the one I'm talking about. Is it safe to say that he was compassionate towards the fish man? That he aided the lady in the extraction mission? And that he also... Once the extraction mission was successful, he also did his best to kind of keep the cover going for as long as he possibly could. Yeah. Would you say that that was, you know, what you what you felt? I think so, yeah. Where okay. are you going with this? Why did he, in his dying breath... Explain that it was a cleaners. Yeah. Why did he give him up when he... He wanted to keep him alive because he wasn't in. He didn't want the uh, creature to be killed or experimented on or vivisected or anything like that. He didn't want it to fall into the wrong wrong hands. He wanted this this to be alive more than anything. He was he was almost like a what I'd say like an animal activist. He he really wanted to release this creature. He didn't want it to to suffer. Release the creature. Yeah, but he was 
he was completely winning at this point. And then Michael Shannon's weird OTT evil character uh, shoots him, puts a bit of pressure on the wound and kind of makes him, you know, suffer a bit. And even then, he's not spilling the beans. It's only when he kind of, in his last dying breath, goes, huh, and it was the cleaners all along. And you just kind of think, no, no, that's that's not good writing. The, 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 there would have been so many other ways for Michael Shannon's evil bastard character to do some kind of intelligent detective work, seeing as how under the pressure, how under pressure he was, to find out this information for himself, rather than this kind of lucky turn of events that someone just blurted it out for no reason. I can't think of a good reason for it to happen, and the more I think about it, and I guess the more awards it wins, the more it kind of annoys me that that's the route they went down. And they made this big scene about um, when your, your mute lady, she points a security camera the other way so it can't see the extraction mission from happening. So basically the people who are watching it can't see it. And she left this kind of footprint on, the, on an oil barrel and they kind of zoomed in on it so you could see it. And they never come back to it again. So why didn't he look at that and just put two and two together? Nobody else wears like fancy high heel shoes with that sort of shape. Oh, it's got to be, got to be them. You know, why, why isn't he sort of putting two and two together like that? Why, why? It just I annoyed me. It, was, that, um, it annoyed me it that was, that was the way that it did. It happened in the end. I thought it was a double agent that spotted the footprints, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is. Why didn't they just use something like that instead? Why didn't they just use something like that instead? Instead of completely changing the character of someone in the last minute. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not sure really what the retort to that is. It didn't um it didn't hinder my enjoyment of the film too much. I get where you're coming from. Like it does just change the character at the very last minute. Um and unnecessarily so as well. But because I think maybe you got the impression from what I was saying that like I I wasn't massively invested in it anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it it's not irked me quite as much because I'm just kind of uh, on the fence about the whole thing rather than uh, scrutinizing specifics. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. I get you, but I'm not really sure why they did it, and it didn't annoy me enough because I was kind of a little bit sort of um, arm's length from the film anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, well, there, there's my big butt. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe there's more big butts in the future. Can't wait to see more of your big butts. Yeah. Um, since we've done our big uh, record, we did the big record. Yeah. I'm going to say that I a nine this week. Wow. Okay. E- even with cat allergies, I'm a nine. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, well, yeah, happy because of the we did the the shoot, but unhappy because yet again I've had a half marathon cancelled on me because of weather coming over from the east so oh the east (sighs) what a bloody nightmare so that that was a bit annoying because obviously you know I was hoping to come on this episode and go you know what I bloody smashed it I did this did that I haven't done anything I just ate loads of ate loads of stuff yesterday so I just what did you what did you what did you cake yeah, what kind? Uh, like a lemon drizzle cake. All of it. Yeah. No, I gave I gave girlfriend of the podcast Mandy um, a fifth of it. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Pretty uh, cool. So yeah, but I've, I've been having a good time. So we've obviously done the, the big record. Um, I took the kids to see Tomb Raider. Yeah. Now, Rosie, when it finished, she was like so giddy with having enjoyed it. She was like, that's the best film ever. She's literally stood up and she's like, that's the best film ever. Um, Eric... <laughs> before going in to see it was trying to sort of twist me around to taking him to go and see Black Panther instead because I don't think he was so keen on it and maybe that's a little bit because he's like you know an eight-year-old boy and it's a uh, you know it's a film about a girl whether whether he likes it or not but we were going to go and see it I was kind of on the fence about it but I wanted to go and see it anyway but he said he loved it so he gave it a nine out of ten he said it was brilliant uh, I thought it was. I thought it was very good. I think it's probably the best. Uh, I'm going to put a wow in here, but I think it's probably the best uh, video game to film adaptation yet. Wow! Um, it's very faithful to the reboots. Um, she's really good. And Have you seen Mario Bros? Sure, but the, the, I mean, look, Ross. The kids were like reenacting it all weekend, chatting about bits in the film. So you know. It sparked something in them that they enjoyed, so I think I think it's done its job. I know there's probably a lot of naysayers, you know, giving it two star reviews, but it's an entertaining film. I thought it was pretty decent. There's a couple of duff moments in it, but overall, like way better than I expected it to be. Bit action nonsense, but um, I was ultimately up five. It uh, okay. would recommend it, and if you've got kids definitely take them because they'll they'll like it okay yeah so there we go it was good and and yeah that's that's me should i put a number on it um i'm gonna have to go to probably a 7.5 have to go to yeah i mean Um, everything's pretty good but very disappointed that you know uh three and a half months of training have all been for nothing and what was that three and a half runs yeah, three and a half runs, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of them were walks anyway. So, But anyway, yeah, uh, should we move on to our deep dive? Okay, cool. Let's deep dive. Okay. What is a giant monsters movie? What? What is it by its very definition? What would you say it is? I mean, is this a daft question or is this... That's a real question. I mean, people want to know. They're like, what are these giant monsters movies? What are they? Why should I watch them? What is that giant monsters movies? Yeah. I would say that it's it's a movie that has a, a large beast of some sort in it. Uh-huh. And that doesn't, doesn't really matter whether they're a... Uh, Protagonist or an antagonist? Okay. It just has to have an extremely large creature in it. What's a protagonist? Uh, is that a goodie? That's a goodie. And an antagonist is someone that antagonizes you. A, ba- a baddie, right? Okay, right. So now we've got that cleared up. So it's a a, a film where a giant monster, bigger than Danny DeVito, bigger than Dolph Lundgren, probably bigger, bigger than, than oh, a building. Yeah, I think that's what's important is if it's bigger than buildings. Bigger than buildings, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're like the kind of central premise of the film. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. When <laughs> I say when I say to you, giant monster movie, 
what's the first one that pops into your head? Like a bit like Stay Puffed. What's the what's the first one that that pops into your head? Why did you say a bit like Stay Puffed? Well, because when when they're on top of the uh, on top of the building, and is it Goza saying, you know, uh, whatever you think of is going to be your destroyer, and then oh, Dan yeah. Aykroyd thinks of of uh, Stay Puffed. That's the first thing he thought of was this big marshmallow man. So the first thing I thought of is Godzilla. I think is the big one. Okay. Uh, it's- that's my big one. What what did you just drop there? What did what fell over? Nothing. Sounded like the footstep of a giant monster, but maybe you just punched your microphone. No, no. Okay. Microphone puncher. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think Godzilla is the one that comes comes to mind first for me. But what about you? I'd say probably Godzilla as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what what are some of the others though that are kind of that we're going to probably cover over the course of this sode? Okay, so we've got a giant ape, King Kong. Yeah. So that's a G- that's a pretty G- I- it's a pretty iconic one, right? Uh, we've got uh-huh. Stay Puft, which is the from Ghostbusters. That's the big marshmallow monster that gets blown up, and always wonder, like, because they they blow it up. Everyone's seen Ghostbusters, so I'm not spoiling anything. But they cross the streams at the end, which is something that they shouldn't do, right? Uh-huh. And they blow up the portal, and then Stay Puft blows up everyone knows the bit right everybody knows this bit i don't have to explain it and then everybody gets covered in all this goo but why isn't everybody like melting and having like really bad burns because it should be like because marshmallow should be solid right yeah but But when it's heated when it's melted it's hot so why isn't everybody in new york just like ah get the paramedics Everyone's burning. Fuck's sake, Ghostbusters! What have you done? You've burnt everyone, and they're like small price to pay. Is that your is that your big Ghostbusters butt? Now I thought about it, it is yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. get Stay Puft. Yeah. Uh, we've got we've Lovecraft also... monsters. Yeah. So what's that like? Uh, Kraken. Yeah, the Kraken ish. Well, that yeah, kind. Well, maybe more like the Mist. Cthulhu. Yeah, Cthulhu, the Mist, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, like. The thing about Lovecraft and his monsters is that they're kind of so big that the actual the the sheer scale of them induces terror. That they're big beyond imagination. Wow! Yeah. So as soon as you put them on screen, yeah, you're like, "Fuck, that is massive." I am now scared. No, so as soon as you put you them insane. on screen, it's like, "Oh, I can, I can see what hey that is." So I'm not that scared. <laughs> well basically the, the that's the love- thing about Lovecraft is it's always like it's bigger than you could ever ever imagine but once you put it on screen it oh it's that big <laughs> you, yeah that's how tall it is yep got okay. it <laughs> yeah so so big it freaks you right out there's Cloverfield which as it stands we think holds the record for largest Lit- movie monster literally as it stands yeah um, um, you've got the the kaiju's from uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, and we are doing this one because there's a new Pacific Rim, literally just around the corner. <laughs> Shit, it's, really? It's, <laughs> yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh right, okay. You know the one that all looks like it's set in the in the daytime. Okay, so we get that. Yeah, we've got the blob. Okay, it's a big big blob thing. Uh, what else have we got? Rampage. Well, uh- do you think we should maybe... Oh, yeah, Rampage is on the way as well. And I'll just tell you one more. The Meg. Yeah. 
any chance that I can get to talk about the Meg, I'm going to do it. There's supposed to be a trailer that's going to drop any day. I am very excited. Any day. Any Just day now. What, what, what day do you want to put it out? Any day. <sighs> any day now. Uh, also, um, we've both seen Colossal now. And I watched okay. Iron Giant again at the weekend, which is bloody fantastic. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So shall we start with Godzilla since it's the the icon? Yeah. Okay. Okay. On, so. So uh, they've they've recently put out the twenty the, the most recent uh, Western Godzilla movie is the twenty fourteen Legendary Pictures one, okay. uh, which now forms part of sort of film averse with uh, Kong Skull Island and then a couple of other films that they're going to bring out over the next couple of years. So King of the Monsters in 2019 where uh, Godzilla is going to take on a number of its sort of like, it's going to, going to collide with a number of its um, sort of long-term nemesis. Like or King nemeses. Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, the three-headed uh, dragon thing. Uh, Rodan. Mothra? Mothra. Guess what? Mad. Moth. Guess what sort of creature Mothra is based on? A butterfly? No, it's a moth. It's in the name. Yeah, I did say moth and then you asked me, so I thought I'd change my answer. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so apparently that's the mightiest monster in all creation. But anyway, this should be quite good. So that one's coming out. And then after that, they have Kong versus Godzilla coming out in like 2021 or something like that. And so basically... Godzilla Gareth Edwards version uh, came out first and then they did Kong Skull Island which I've uh, seen now which you've seen now after a year of you saying it was completely forgettable like what a shit film without having seen it now you've finally seen it Uh, I just wanted to say obviously that Kong in Skull Island is the biggest Kong uh, filmed. Wow. Filmed. Filmed. <laughs> <laughs> what is it then? I mean, they on, you know on they, film. Yeah, that's on the biggest film? one they found. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so they we, didn't film him though. So it's basically big enough to go mano a mano with Godzilla. Yeah. So what do you make of Kong anyway? Kong Skull Island. I like the look, and overall, it had like quite a cool art style, um, and it like the art direction on it all seemed to. It's got a very particular look to it, which is Orange. cool. Yeah, but I don't just mean that. Like the the, the interpretation of kind of um, Vietnam, and I don't know, just everything from like the the logos to the credits and all that sort of stuff. Like it all had quite a cool presentation to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the editing was, I felt, actually, it's maybe not the editing, but it's the choice of like shots without any real build up. I think that uh, most of the editing is probably great, which which is like basically I didn't notice it, but occasionally there were pieces where it was like, where the hell did that scene come from? Okay. Well, they just dropped bits in, which were, I don't, I, what do you call that? I mean, it's kind of editing, but it's probably the director saying to the editor, like, oh, no, we need that bit in there now. It um, is editing, yeah, like sort of sequencing slash editing, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, there's some, some bits that really confuse me with that, but not least the most important bit of the whole film, which, like, in order to stick with what what's going on in the last sort of 20 minutes or so, when the main characters want to save Kong, 
Yeah. I said this to you the other day, actually, so it won't be... I mean, don't worry, nobody at home heard. Nobody at home has heard this. But basically, there's there's an insert scene, which should have been much more important, but, like, basically, they touch Kong's nose (laughs) for, like, a minute, and then it's like, oh, mate, we have to save that Kong, yeah? And right. there's no. I just felt like the relationship between uh, what's her, what's the actress's name in Peter Jackson's Kong. No, <laughs> in Kong Skull Island. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to give the example, but yeah. So um, in in Peter Jackson's Kong, I felt that that uh, relationship was built up a lot more clearly. Yeah, like over like two and a half hours or something. Yeah, I mean. Bear in mind, Kong Skull Island's pretty bloody long as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they spent all of like 20 seconds having like this sort of growth of the relationship between the humans and Kong. Well, and then... touched the nose. I mean, if someone took your nose, I think you'd be pretty attached. Would I? I think so. Well, mate, get off me. Don't touch <laughs> me. Stop touching me. Uh, but anyway, then like Hiddleston was just all like, we have to save Kong. And then... Yeah, that I don't know, and also I kind of felt like the battle scene just went on and on and on. I know you were saying like, oh, it's brutal with uh, the chains and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so like that was it. I, I thought overall it was pretty good, but yeah. I just had some gripes with it. That's it's just a, it's just a monster mashup, you know, fighting film with some special bits that effects. could have been done better. Bits that could have been done better, but ultimately it's like entertaining, isn't it? Action nonsense, right? Uh, yeah. So, so that's Kong Skull Island. That's Kong Skull but, Island, and it's not Kong altogether. So I just want to tell you one thing about the the old Kong, if that's right, the old King Kong. Okay. Old okay. King Kong. <laughs> What's that? I don't know what that is, but it's like Old King Cole. Okay, well I'm going to just give you the official synopsis. Um, the official synopsis. In 1933 New York, an overly ambitious movie producer coerces his cast and hired ship crew to travel to the mysterious Skull Island, where they encounter Kong, a giant ape who is immediately smitten with leading lady Anne Darrow, and she doesn't even have to touch his nose. So yep. there we go. That's that's the Peter Jackson one. But it's the same. It's the same synopsis as the old one, anyway. Um, so. Did you know that when when they basically first screened this film in 1933, there was a scene which is basically called the spider pit sequence where Kong chases the film crew and knocks them off this log and they end up down this pit and there's all these kind of like man-eating spiders and insects and all sorts of stuff down there. And basically... Um, it freaked the cinema goers out so much they like walked out that the director went back to the to the lab supposedly cut the footage out and incinerated it um, and it's basically never been seen again what? and it's supposedly lost forever but someone's found it <laughs> no 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 but Peter Jackson recreated the scene using stop motion as it would have been done in uh, 1933 for the two for his two thousand and five film, so he actually recreated that scene. It's pretty cool. It's really nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like so that. There you go. There's a little fun fact for you there. Um, and that fact was fun. Yeah, and I just want to give you uh, the tagline for 
1933 King Kong. Okay, so the, mm-hmm. actually the the new one for Peter Jackson's one was just uh, the eighth wonder of the world, which is it's quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 1933 one was King Kong comes. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty vivid imagery. Gallons. <laughs> yeah. Pints. I mean, what at least. Worse, Godzilla's or Kongs. Well, Godzilla's radioactive. And and I think Godzilla's a female or asexual. Asexual. Okay. It still could happen though, couldn't it? <laughs> what do you think to the to the new Godzilla film, the American one? What do you make of it? Twenty fourteen one. The yeah, because people one. are like, oh, there's not enough Godzilla in it. I want more Godzilla? I I didn't mind that too much. I quite liked it overall. It is, okay. but I don't know. You maybe do want to see a little bit more of Godzilla. Just a bit. But I feel like probably it worked out okay because by not having it on screen, it's you know builds that sort of atmosphere and the sort of um, anticipation. Okay. Um, but yeah, I liked it overall. Um, do you want some do you want some general facts about just Godzilla over the years and what it's all about? Hit me. Okay. Godz- what? Uh, Godzilla is considered to be a, f- a filmographic metaphor for the United States as well as an allegory of nuclear weapons in general. That's true. I think, that, I think that's yeah. well known. Yeah, that's um, well known. Come on, tell yeah, us something we don't know. That's pretty well known. In uh, this is quite funny. In 1996, Godzilla received the MTV Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> okay. How can a fictional ca- fictional character have a lifetime? Because it's Godzilla. It's been like right. 29 of the Japanese films now. I think there's been 30. I think that's what Shin Godzilla is. Is the 30th. Okay. And uh, I saw Shin Godzilla as well. It's got okay. problems. In in short, it's there's no attachment from the. Uh, human characters to the like 3D model and destruction of Godzilla, so yeah. you never have any peril in it at all. So that's my quick synopsis on that. No one. peril. Is, it, is that on the parents' guide? No peril. There is zero peril in this yeah. movie. It's all implied danger. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Godzilla's ubiquity in pop culture has led to the mistaken assumption that the character is in the public domain, resulting in litigation by Toho, who are the people who are kind of the production company behind all the Japanese films, uh, to protect their corporate asset from being a generic trademark. Is that like public domain, like what? Like Dracula or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But isn't Dracula... No, that's probably a bad example, isn't it? Why? Like like werewolf. Like generic werewolf. I think uh, maybe vampires are not, but Vampire. Count Dracula might be. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, fair. Gojira is the name of the French death metal band formerly known as Godzilla. Legal problems forced the band metal. to change their name. They're not death metal. Are they not? No, they fought. Sorry, can you add something rather than just saying, no, they're not? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just being an elitist and saying that they're not death metal. So it's French heavy metal band here on uh, Fine. Technical death metal, progressive metal, groove metal. Those are some of the other genres. Yeah, all of that. Technical death metal? You said they're not death metal. Progressive. <laughs> I don't know. Look, let's move on. Can, can we get specific here, Ollie? Anyway, they had to change their name because Toho said so. Okay. Um, and if Toho and, say so, you must do so. There's another thing here about how uh, Godzilla has become a cultural ambassador for Tokyo. He's a character that is the pride of Japan, said... Uh, 
Shinjuki Mayor, Kenichi Yoshizumi. Um, So he's a cultural ambassador because he's been around for so bloody long. Um, And even though, in actual fact, like he's basically destroying a lot of Japan and a lot of the films that he's been in, he's still beloved by. Yeah. Uh, there's one last thing here about what Toho did to protect their copyright, which leads us on to Colossal, uh, which yeah. is in May 2015, Toho launched a lawsuit against Voltage Pictures over a planned picture starring Anne Hathaway. Promotional material released at the Cannes Film Festival used images of Godzilla. Maybe when they were like sort of in pre-production or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. So you've seen Colossal now. I saw it last night. It's still um, fresh in my mind. What did you think? Just to, have you got any official synopsis there? Do I? Yeah. No, I don't. I'll just find it. Can you? (sighs) It's important to get the official synopsis. Is it? How important is it? Utmost. Forget it, I've got it. The official synopsis. Gloria is an out of work party girl forced to leave her life in New York City and move back home. When she report. What? Sorry, when reports surface that a giant create. What? When reports surface that a giant creature is destroying Seoul, what? Seoul. She I'm going to have a, a whale of a time adding samples into this one. Gloria is an out of work party girl forced to leave her life in New York City and move back home. When reports surface that a giant creature is destroying Seoul, she gradually comes to the realization that she is somehow connected to this phenomenon. Okay, so she's basically like getting blackout drunk. Uh, go into this park at the same time every night and then doing some like weird shit and then basically the monster in soul is mimicking the movement so she's basically is that monster right and then she moves back home uh, gets a job in a bar with I think an old friend yeah and that relationship begins to be like massively toxic so he's he's just a complete asshole, and I felt like just all of a sudden he was an asshole. Yeah, um, that was that was without, very it's too sudden. Without any kind of so he's like here have a job, oh it's so great to see you have all this stuff, and then all of a sudden he's an asshole. But once you move past that, it's basically a film about destroying toxic relationships. I guess that's what it is, but with also um, you know giant monsters and massive robots. I thought it was okay. I thought it was all right. I didn't. I didn't love it. And the one thing I didn't love is Hollywood's portrayal of alcoholics. Like Anne Hathaway just isn't a convincing alcoholic. She basically yeah. just wakes up and doesn't put her makeup on for ten minutes, and then she's basically that's how she's portraying an alcoholic. Or she like yawns a bit. Like she's basically a f- like a fully functioning alcoholic, but yeah. like she's just she just drinks a bit. She just like she she drinks like a fair a fair bit, but there's not enough to show that this is like a massive problem in her life. Um, so I, you I never agree you, with that. you never actually see her battling this this demon of this kind of alcoholism because she's only ever just waking up on the sofa going, oh god, I, yeah, I did have a few drinks last night. It, it's just not it's not brutal enough. It's in the comedy section of Amazon, but it's not funny. I don't know what it is. And she ends up killing someone, like, purposefully. And I just kind of think that, like, yes, it's good to destroy toxic relationships, but you don't kill them. You don't murder them. 
And it, so it was a, just a very confusingly messaged film, I thought. Yeah. That's my hot opinion. Hot opinion? That's my hot opinion. What was it? So, so am I getting the impression here that you're pretty down on Colossal overall as a, as a giant monster film? Uh, I thought it was all right, but I, I, I just don't think it was um, well observed. And I, don't, I think if it was like a British film, for example, like her alcoholism would have been like a real problem. Like it would have been, it would have been like a home wrecking, like life destroying. Uh, you would have known that this thing needed to be dealt with. But in that, okay. yeah, that I'm repeating myself, but no, I don't, I don't think it was sort of strong enough. Okay. Um, um, so have you seen, have you seen Monsters, else? by the way? Gareth Edwards of the, of the film. I have seen Monsters, yeah. And, and did you, what did you think of that one? Um, here's no. This is embarrassing, but my review on monsters is I've fallen asleep every time I've tried to watch it. Okay. Did you manage to make it to fifty-eight minutes into the film? No. And if I did, I was not aware that I was that far into. Okay. Um, because I timed it. So apart from the very very opening scene, you have to wait fifty-eight minutes to get a monster. What? Yeah, that's probably why I fell asleep. And I actually wrote at 40 minutes, my note was, I'm ready to see a monster now. How are you checking the time on this? Were you just kind of pausing it and then... Yeah, yeah, I just paused it. I was like, really? We haven't had a monster? And then and then when one came on the screen, I was like, okay, 50, uh, 58 minutes. I mean, it's a pretty big monster. It does some big monstery things. What I found, what I suddenly discovered with this film was that any time that there was any kind of tense scenario during the daytime. Like camp camping? No, in the daytime. A tense like, daytime scenario. Oh. <laughs> Fine. <clears throat> I, hope you, I hope you enjoyed that at home. Uh, well done. So anytime there was a, a tense scenario during the daytime, you camping. basically knew nothing was going to happen because the effects budget just wasn't there to have like... Uh, monsters fully lit in the daytime. But I mean, he did all the effects himself. I still think that's pretty cool. Or like, yeah, he no, had a large it was, part it was, it was good uh, in, in that respect, but I didn't, I thought it was a bit boring, to be honest. I know that sounds like I'm an idiot, but it yeah, should have been called Monsters, but mainly talking. That's what I've, that's what I've got. That's my hot, hot opinion there. Okay. Hot okay. opinion. Another hot opinion there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, shall we move on to another another uh, monster movie just to kind of um, like we're we're cracking on on time here so we should try and cover another couple uh, okay. quickly does that sound alright? that sounds great shall we do Polgasari which I mentioned briefly the first time we recorded this the first time we recorded this um, I mean I didn't like it the first time but go on if you must do you, do you remember what this is about? yeah it's the North Korean propaganda film yeah Basically, Kim Jong-il, son of then-ruling Kim Il-sung, basically forced... Director plus actor. Yeah, no, director Shin Sang-ok, he forced him to do uh, about 10 films, I think, and this was the last one before okay. he escaped the clutches of the North Korean intelligence okay, So even agency. they were getting on, on the uh, giant monster movie tip. Yeah, and they were like, let's do Polgasari, which I think is based on some uh, Korean sort of folklore thing. Yeah. But... Um, 
yeah so it's just I thought it was interesting but I watched it and it was terrible okay it was like plasticine that was bouncing around inside a, a house and then over time it grew and grew and it just started eating the metal blades that all the soldiers were using so it's like a comedy yeah horror so is it a bit like the blob then maybe that was a great transition though okay what the uh, remake of the 1958 sci-fi horror classic about a deadly blob from another planet which consumes everything in its path teenagers attempt without success to warn the townspeople who refuse to take them seriously that uh, one no I think we're thinking of something different fine uh, no go on tell me more about the blob that's no, not it's, the it's official a synopsis great, it's a great 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 wow. film um, it, I mean yeah I mean from that synopsis you could replace a lot of that with uh, shark uh, beach all that sort of stuff, ocean, and it would be uh-huh. Jaws, wouldn't it? Okay, Jaws. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so it's directed by Chuck Russell, who did Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Known to his friends as Chussell. So it's a good one. Screenplay by Frank Darabont. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, so with this one, there's literally no stopping its size because it consumes something and it gets bigger. Then it consumes something else, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. What do you do after you've consumed something? You bloody consume something else. Yeah, and you grow. If you like gory films with great practical special effects like The Fly or The Thing, and you haven't seen The Blob, then what the bloody hell are you playing at? No, I haven't seen it for quite a long time, but you reminded me of uh, one particular shot in it that's uh, very good. Is that the man that gets pulled head first down a kitchen sink? Yeah. Oh, pretty wow. grim. Yeah. And there's one There's one more pretty gross bit. Um, a man ends up in hospital um, after chopping his own arm off. Uh, he's seen writhing in pain as his body contorts in an odd fashion. When the doctors come to see what's wrong, they find that the entire lower half of his body has been burned away, leaving a bloody mess all over the hospital bed. I... I'd love if somebody's body contorts uh, in a normal fashion. <laughs> okay. What did you say? Contort, contorts in a weird in fashion. Odd fashion. In an odd in fashion. Odd fashion, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, contorts in a normal fashion. But also, uh, just note of the bloody mess all over the hospital bed. Uh, that's actually a gory mess and not like the, uh, you know, the British term... Bloody mess! Look at that bloody mess you've made with your lower torso. What a bloody mess. Any other any other good gore in, in uh, the blob? There's loads. Like, people's faces implode and, a, uh, uh, like, a 10-year-old child gets uh, melted by it. Like, okay. in, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, it's just, it's, it's so gory. It's so gory. Would you say that the blob is definitely a giant monster? Because yeah, because yeah. The, yeah, the only thing in my head that makes me think it might not be is just the fact that like it doesn't really have any creature characteristics. It's like just a a blob. Well, that's that's by its very nature. What it's are you monstrous, to say? But what are you to creature? say? Well, does it have to conform to a specific Ian code of monster qualities? Now, does it? Yes. Okay. Um, so what do you think to the Iron Giant? Let's talk about a nice monster for once. I mean, is there such a thing? Iron Giant is. Unless, of course, he sees a gun. In which case, he goes into 
defence mode. Uh, but we watched this one at the weekend. Um, let me just give you the official synopsis. The Iron Giant's a robot, not really a monster. You're just saying young... big. You're just saying big thing. A young boy befe- befriends a giant robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent wants to destroy. You know, it trashes up the town a little bit. It starts eating things. It scares people. It's a it's a giant thing. Can you say that's for to... just the giant robots podcast? But we Which... were talking about um, you know giant monsters that were protagonists or antagonists. And I'm just but this is a give... giant robot that's an antagonist, or a... you're being a fucking antagonist. <laughs> I, well, listen, I'm just sticking to the rules. Well, what, what, well, what do you think of the Iron Giant anyway? Do you like it? Can I, can I shock you? Yeah, I've never seen it. Mate. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's really, it's really good. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. It. I'll tell you what. I'm just gonna go and see uh, Ready Player One, and I'll probably get my Iron Giant fill. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is he's making a comeback in Ready Player One, so you can. But how are you going to reminisce during that film if you've not seen the original? Well, I will, won't I? I'll, I'll check it out at some point. Make sure you do. Uh, it's very good. So, you said at the start of the podcast, and we can end it on here because I feel like I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna get one up on you here. You were saying that there's giant monster movies, and not all of them are baddies. Some of them are goodies. So, which one? Is a goodie. Um, King Kong and Godzilla, depending on which Godzilla movie it is. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, King Kong always ends up sort of ultimately helping Fancy out people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting a semi on. Yeah. Getting for the fully, last. fully well into someone. Yeah. Even though it's not going to happen. I mean, you know. It's impractical. Yeah, but then you know you thought that the uh, you thought that the shape of water creature was going to be impractical, but it turns out they did it. Oh, yeah, they really did it. <laughs> and then some. Yeah. yeah, there was quite a lot of nudity in the shape of water. Really, I thought. Yeah. Did you not like that? Didn't expect it, but no, you no. know. Um, Do you feel that's um, Del Toro being a bit of a perv? No, I don't think so. Okay. Last one, I one more to talk about. One like. more. So it, it does have robots in it, but it also okay. has kaijus. What's a kaiju? Kaiju's a strange beast. Kaiju, tell me. <laughs> you said that so quickly in desperation <laughs> to get it in. Um, yeah. kaiju, specifically meaning the larger variety of monsters. Um, large, strange beasts. So uh, this is Japanese terminology for the likes of Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and so on. Uh, So Pacific Rim has kaijus and uh, Jaegers. Jaegers, and some of those Jaegers have bombs. Yeah, so we're talking Jaeger bombs in the last section of the podcast here. It's set in a world where basically these kaijus have started coming out of a portal and the yeah. humans have to use their technology to um, fight tech against is. them. Use yeah. that tech. Um, I like I like the way I know we've spoken about this uh, before, but I like the way in Pacific Rim that the robots kind of fight with a, a specific kind of locomotion almost, um, so that when they do want to do a hard punch, you can see the rockets um, propelling the elbow forward and smashing. That's smash a special move, though. I know, but it's still quite good. I like that. 
Yeah. Or a rocket elbow. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think of this overall? I didn't like it the first time. For some reason, first time I watched it, I was like, nah, don't know what it is about it. Didn't like it. But then I thought I'd give it another chance. And when I gave it another chance, you know, expectations were reset. Thought it was good. Enjoyed it. Entertaining. That should have been the tagline. Hit the reset button on your expectations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. I had had a few issues with it, but overall I thought it was all right. It was was much better than I expected, actually. I was expecting to hate it. Yeah. Um, But I did think the tech was a little bit generatech. Yeah. (laughs) Some uh, of the acting was a bit suspect. I think that's why I didn't like it first time, because some of the acting was maybe a bit too much on the nose with the kind of B-movie that that it was actually just bad acting. Yeah. Idris Elba is kind of just a sound in it. Uh, I thought it was all right. It was that other guy. Uh, what is, yeah. He's <laughs> just like fluctuating yeah. from that. We're going to postpone Armageddon or whatever he says. Yeah. We're going to postpone Armageddon. <laughs> like that. He just kind yeah. of goes from like this very, like it's just a volume <laughs> switch on... Uh, <laughs> It's like down here and then <laughs> but, giant uh, monster voice, right? Yeah, we should do an episode on giant monster voices. <laughs> um, okay. What did you reckon to that bit where uh, the robot punches through a, a, a huge office and then it eventually slows down inside the building and then it taps one of those little things? That Newton's cradle. Newton's cradle with the balls. What did you reckon for that? Uh, the kind of nice touch that I I enjoy in films. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. You you liked it? Yeah, yeah, Man. yeah. Go on, tell me why I'm wrong. No, I don't want to. It's just shite. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Depresses fine. me that somebody had that as an idea. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Cool. So uh, that was Pacific Rim. I think yeah. we've covered all the bases on that. Cool. So, uh, what's your favourite giant monster film? Uh, Kong Skull Island, easily. <sighs> oh, sorry, I fell asleep. Um. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it. Did did what it said on the tin, and I did get the tin. Did you? Got the tin version. So, what's your favourite? We've not actually talked about it, but weirdly, I think. I like the idea of uh, the 2014 Godzilla better than I actually like the film. And in actual yeah. fact, the film I like most is the 1998 Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, it's it's the terrible, but I, but I saw it in the cinema. So, and yeah, it must be brother big, one. a big time for you. Yeah, 98. Yeah, big cinema time for me. Okay, um, so one, I've got one question for you. If... An animal could be supersized and start smashing up like Fort William or, you know, London. Yeah. What would be the one that you'd be most like scared of? Uh, scared of? Yeah, you'd be like, ah. Like fucking, I don't know, a spider or something. Massive spider. Yeah. Well, when I asked you last time, you said it was a swan. Yeah, I've changed my mind. Because you, because you said scared of, but what okay. you, but last time I don't think you said scared of. You just said like what would be the most mental or something. So who would who would win in um, a city smashing fight to the death between a one hundred foot swan and a one hundred foot spider? 
quite hard, isn't it? Because like if you imagine a normal swan, but with a spider next to it that was like the same size as it. I think because the spider's body's lower and its big legs are up above it, I think the spider would actually have more mass overall. Right. Okay. I think the spider's probably going to take it down with those pincer mouth thing. You don't think the swan could use its, you know, strong neck and hard beak yeah. to to penetrate its shell? Mm. Shell? Do spiders have shells? Well, they have like a kind of exoskeleton, don't they? Mm, okay. So I might like, think know, they could like maybe peck a leg off, but actually, you got to think that this spider is going to have a really meaty leg. <laughs> yeah, these legs are like broomsticks. What? No, no actually, <laughs> and, we're talking about. Some. Yeah, no, but like actually, we're talking about hundred hundred foot tall ones. So like these legs are like cars. Yeah, buses. <laughs> okay. Bus yeah. legs, good old bus S- legs. I'm going to go with the spider. You're going with it. the spider. Get eight bloody bus legs. I mean, do you think it's like it's just not going to last? What it's going to be over pretty quick, or do you think, or do you think the swan's got a good chance at doing some yeah, critical think, damage? Yeah, I think it's pretty brutal. I think um, whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> See, that's the tagline. Uh, well, that's the tagline to Alien versus Predator. <laughs> we just repurpose it. Yeah, but it, I think like it would go on so long that the town that they're fighting in would be heavily ravaged. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Heavy ravaging. Cool. Yeah, what about you? What do you reckon would be the scariest? Armadillo? Armadillo would be pretty pretty tough to uh to do. What about um a, like a, a badger, like a honey badger? What's good about that? Oh, cuz they're they're nasty, aren't they? Are they? Sharp teeth, yeah. They're they're brutal. They're they're fast. They're agile. They've got sharp claws. Do they get 100 times nastier or just 100 times bigger? <laughs> It doesn't matter because they're they're one of the most vicious creatures on the planet. So yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd go for one of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you say honey badger? A honey badger. Yeah. You've obviously done a wee bit of prep. Yeah, it's a famous it's a famous video. There's a, a honey badger that just you know it's just ripping snakes and lizards apart and chasing stuff down and it's like sticking its face inside a beehive and just eating it. You know, even though it's getting stung. It's just, it's like, just I don't like, care. Yeah, I'm mad for it, mate. Mad for it, mate. So I just think I think that's going to be pretty hard to to take down. You'd need, you know, the rock and the giant gorilla and the wolf. To, the rock to, as well. What about just rock, a, yeah, big, a hundred foot big, rock? A hundred foot the rock, yeah. A hundred foot the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about a hundred foot Hulk Hogan? Versus a hundred foot the rock. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just Rock versus Hulk Hogan, isn't it? But, like, bigger. Uh, I think The Rock wins every time. <laughs> really? Well, I think Hulkamania is running wild, brother. Well, let me tell you something, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no, sorry, 100-foot rock. <laughs> you may be 100 foot tall, but I've got my Hulkamaniacs with me, brother. Um, anyway, so should we, uh, should we stop it there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's it's time. <laughs> it's time. Okay, if you have enjoyed this week's uh, haphazard monster podcast, then you might enjoy some of the other ones, so you should go check them out. You can get links to where we have all of the podcasts through our Facebook site, which is facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And all the most recent episodes will be on our website, which is guysonfilm.co.uk. Uh, we're on Instagram. And yeah. we're on Twitter at GOF Podcast. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, that you can just check out all of our stuff on there, which I recommend you do. I'd go subscribe if you haven't already. I mean, the fact that you're listening to this suggests that you've been able to find the podcast, so that's good. But yeah. why don't you also bloody subscribe and leave a review? That'd be good. And a four star, you know, five star, not four, a five star rating as well. Yeah. Five star ratings. That's what. Get that's the free. rating we're recommending. It's definitely yeah. the one that we've had the most success with. Yeah. I mean, you are getting this for free. You know, yeah. think about it that way. So, given that this was free. Yeah. I mean, are you are you saying only that it would be one star if people had to pay for it? Well, I think that you've got to take <laughs> into consideration that we are we're doing this gratis. Um, you know. We put in a lot of effort, long hours. Yeah, especially when we have to double record. Yeah, uh, and I just think that you know people should be, you know, more grateful by <coughs> showing us that they they enjoy it. So you you're just saying that our listeners should be more grateful. Yeah, I I think that's what I'm exactly what I'm saying. I think show you know, your goddamn look, gratitude. They're not going to be annoyed at me saying this because by now they see me as some kind of father figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, some, some kind, kind of, like, of father figure, as cool, in you're a dad. <laughs> some kind of like cool uncle, um, and I've just got to get real with you. Uncle, I've just got to get. I've just got to get real. Great. Okay. So, yeah. um, fantastic. What? What a pod. Bye. Bye.